Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We get this off the text line, 402-464-5685. Adrian should be the next offensive coordinator. He knows the offense. Boom. National champions. So that's a good place to bring in Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Yeah, Jacob, and with that. Yeah, Jacob, should Adrian Martinez be the offensive coordinator? <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Let's just let that happen on uh, Friday and see uh, see how it plays out. I see I, zero problems with this. He knows the offense inside and out. He knows what everybody's supposed to be doing. I, I like this. I like this idea. Yeah, I mean, it uh, It worked in Varsity Blues, right? Yeah, put him, put him up <laughs> exactly. in the box, let him see the entire field. He'll be like, wow, I've never seen the field from this view. It'll be great. Yeah, he'll, he'll be saying, now I, now I know what Coach Verduzco was looking at. Or no, no, Coach uh, um, whoever was up in the box, not Verduzco. He went to the field. Coach right. Lubick. We are joined by Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity, as we will be every Tuesday. Jacob, I want to start out with some high school football because I know you're at Memorial Stadium. I, I appreciate you squeezing some time and finding a quiet place up there in the press box to – to talk to us for a little bit. I know Pierce and Columbus Lakeview played today. Kind of walk us through how that one went. Um, obviously, Husker commit Ben Bramer played for Pierce, um, who walked away with the C1 title this morning. Yeah, it was uh, Columbus Lakeview racing out to a 17-0 lead and then kind of holding off a late Pierce rally for the 37-25 win. Uh, really impressive performance uh, by Lakeview. Uh, they, they scored on a fake field goal. Um, they had a scoop and score, 56 yards. Um, and they had had a really nice offensive touchdown too, fifty-two yarder. So um, they pretty much scored every way you possibly could uh, to to get that title. And uh, Bramer, he, he looked apart certainly. Nine catches, one hundred thirteen yards, um, had twelve tackles on defense. So um, pretty fun game for sure. I I have to commend you here because we're moving on to Nebraska basketball here. I have to commend you. Uh, for your excellent knowledge on getting Derek Walker touches down low, Why? and and that having success for Nebraska basketball, I, I, they've they've kind of turned the. Ooh, I need to I need to be careful there. Turn the corner. Um, they, they've looked better, I should say. Um, definitely spreading out the ball a little bit more. What have you seen through the last couple games from the Huskers and as they face Tennessee State tonight? Yeah, that that is uh, that that is the key. It is starting to look better. The, the ball mm-hmm. is starting to move. It's starting to look more like what Fred Hoiberg wants it to, where they're playing through the high post a lot. Um, they're moving the ball early in the possession and then getting it back to their ball handlers after some actions. 
um, and looking to take advantage of mismatches that way as opposed to one guy just dominating the ball. And a big part of it is Alonzo Verge. Um, and himself said he, he was the difference in how they've been playing recently compared to what they were doing early in the season. Uh, admitted he was kind of overthinking it and uh, making the game a lot harder than it needed to be. And we, we started to see uh, Fred Hoiberg have a little bit quicker of a uh, leash on him. Um, he, only, he obviously sat the first, in the last 12 minutes of the first half against Creighton. He only played 20, uh, like 21 minutes, I think, in that um, Idaho State game after um, a, a couple of rough possessions early. He sat him down and then um, went back in and um, got, got another stint. So um, I think they're starting to figure that dynamic out a little bit more with Burge and Hoiberg and um, kind of how the whole offense is coming together. And a big part of it is playing through the bigs and giving them a chance to, mm-hmm. to make plays. And um, it's not always going to be as easy as it has been for Derek Walker and Eduardo Andre and Wilhelm Breidenbach all kind of working together. Uh, the last two games, they're, they're gonna, we, we saw um, Creighton's seven-footer, Ryan Kalkbrenner, gave them problems and kind of neutralized them a little bit. So they still have to prove they can do it against high-major competition, but the process is much better than it has been. And, and that's the key, and that's all you can hope for out of these, uh, these last two games before they hit the road for the first time is continuing that, that, that uh, trajectory of sharing the ball and just kind of looking better and more cohesive on offense. I infamously said after the first game that Nebraska men's basketball would make more than five threes in every single game the rest of the season. <laughs> they immediately followed up the sec- in the second game with only four, and their last game they only had four. Is is that so crazy of me to believe that this team, I mean, they're going to be shooting a lot of threes this season in, in just about every game, despite if they're going in or not. But is is that crazy of me to believe that five, at least five three-pointers a game is completely possible for this squad, despite their struggles currently from deep? No, it should be, and that's, I think, kind of the next step. We're starting to see ball movement a little bit more. Uh, we saw 18 uh, assists on 27 buckets in that Southern game, um, and that number would have been a lot higher if guys had been able to knock down shots from the perimeter. They got some, There were some rough ones in there, guys kind of shooting off the dribble and forcing a few, but um, a lot of those were good looks too, and those didn't go down either. So that is kind of the next key. You look at uh, the team right now. Um, you got to get Lapman going. He is only four for 16 from three. I'm um, the the injury um, probably played a part in that, um, but that's kind of what he's there to do. He's got it. He's got to start knocking shots down. He's had a few rim out. Uh, I think you will see that um, normalize somewhat, but that's got to start happening. Uh, Bryce McGowan's is five of 21. He's a better shooter than that. Um, we see CJ Wilcher's uh, about their only consistent three-point throw right now because all of Kobe Webster's threes essentially came in one game. Kasey Tominaga is four for 17. So you got guys out here that were brought in to be shooters and that have shot well in practice and that have showed previously that they can shoot. They're just not going in right now. So um, that that is kind of the, the next step for this team is to be able to start hitting those shots at the rate that Hoiberg believes these guys can because um, that'll unlock um, kind of their ability to take a take that next step and be really competitive in the Big Ten. We're talking to Jacob Padilla of Hell Varsity here. Um, he's joining us from Memorial Stadium in the middle of some NSAA uh, state championship football games. Jacob, who has per, who has um, excited you the most, or or really impressed you the most? That's the better word. Off the bench, is it a guy like Kobe Webster who kind of came in against Creighton and really led that offense when? 
it seemed nobody else on that team could? Or is it a guy like C.J. Wilcher, who has been more consistent, like you said, um, since Kobe Webster's threes all kind of came in one game? Who's who's impressed you the most off the bench? Yeah, um, it's been a little bit of a mix. Like Different guys have played different, well at different times. I thought mm-hmm. Kobe Webster um, really looked focused on um, kind of being that point guard more so than uh, being the scorer that he was in the previous game. He came out, didn't shoot very much, but he uh, has... Uh, I think he had like five assists early on in that game, so um, showed that he could distribute the ball a little bit. Um, C.J. Wilcher is, I, I think that part of that is uh, the reasoning for the, the Keon Edwards re- yeah. replacing Trey McGowan's in the starting lineup, because Edwards hasn't really um, contributed much, um, and he's played limited minutes, but that, that could have been just a move like, all right, I, I'd like to keep C.J. in this role off the bench, so we're just going to put a bigger guy in there that um, given some rebounding and some length in that starting lineup and then play Wilcher kind of starters minutes off the bench. Um, I, I think that's probably what we're looking at there. But Eduardo Andre, um, I, I think he was, uh, he's been a key and it'll be interesting. I think with that backup spot, four or five spot, it's going to be kind of a matchup dependent, situation dependent, kind of ride the hot hand deal. We've seen Andre have a couple of really good games. Uh, off the bench, and we've seen some, I think, that Creighton game in particular where he really struggled. Um, uh, there's another one he didn't really do much in when he got a chance to, so I don't know that he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and change games off the bench every single time, but um, his length, uh, his ability to impact shots around the basket defensively, and then um, to be able to finish uh, on the other end, um, I, I think he showed some some, some intriguing things that will help the team down the line here. So the, I think the bench is just going to kind of be, all right, who's feeling it this game? You, you've got a few different guys there that, that could be an impact player in any given game. They just haven't found consistency yet. Got a couple more for you. We're speaking to Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity. So they have Tennessee State, Nebraska men's basketball it is. They have Tennessee State tonight, South Dakota on Saturday, and then they go into a three-game stretch against NC State, Indiana, and uh, Michigan here at home. How much are we going to learn about this team in the next – I mean, and then you go down farther. I mean, then it's Auburn and Atlanta. So the next Kansas the, State after that, you had you have four of the next six games against pretty good opponents. How, how much are we going to learn about this team in the next couple games? Yeah, man, that that is that, that stretch the the early Big Ten games. NC State um, is uh, the first high major team they played since mm-hmm. Creighton. Um, so that'll kind of be a nice little benchmark. But the Wolfpack also lost one of their best players of the season already. So that's a game that if Nebraska is ready to take a step forward, that's a game that you probably on the road that's going to be tough, but it's a game that you definitely uh, would view as winnable um, if if they're ready to make progress. And then after that, the the other two are going to be tough, obviously at Bloomington yeah. and, and at home against Michigan, although Michigan's struggling a little bit now too. Auburn's probably going to be the best team they played during that stretch. Uh, just based on how Michigan has looked recently. So that is going to be a really tough stretch. They're going to have to show some resiliency. They're going to have to show the ability to kind of learn from what has gone well and what has gone wrong and be able to apply that on a quick turnaround. Because you look at that, they've got a couple of days in between each of those games. So it's not like they've got a full week um, to, to work on themselves and really practice before each of them. Mm-hmm. So um, they got to get, uh, they got to continue what they've shown um, the last few games over these last two home games. Keep, keep getting better. Keep getting uh, a little bit more polished with their execution. 
keep building up that chemistry and hopefully find their jump shots because they're going to have to be able to shoot the ball uh, to go on the road and win some of these games. We're speaking with Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity, and I know you touched on it earlier, but but running the offense through Derek Walker is, do you see that as a possibility against teams with with more dominant bigs, or or is that something that you know they're using right now to try and get their shooters into more of a rhythm? I know it hasn't worked quite yet, but is that something they're using to get their shooters into more of a rhythm, playing down low and then using that as as a kick out, trying to draw the defense in? Uh, but when they go up against teams with with more dominant bigs, is that still something you can see them trying to do? Yeah, he's not. He's probably not going to be scoring double digits uh, against uh, a lot of the Big Ten teams. But you can still run the offense through him. It doesn't always have to be him shooting the ball. He's a guy that can make those plays out of the high post or a low post touch, uh, and then skip past it to an open shooter. Um, plays like that. So the key is to keep him involved. It doesn't always necessarily have to be getting him buckets on every possession. Um, he, he had three assists in that last game, three assists in the Creighton game. I think three of those at least went to Bryce McGowan's on cuts to the rim. Um, so it's plays like that, that that he's capable of making and that adds an extra di- dimension to their offense as opposed to just guys trying to make plays off the dribble. So it, it's going to be important whether he has six points in a game, whether he has 16 points in a game, um, to keep him involved, to get him his touches on the low block, on the high block, um, and to keep playing off of him because otherwise Nebraska's offense can tend to get pretty predictable with that, that pick-and-roll um, ball handler trying to make too much happen by himself. Awesome stuff. Jacob, we appreciate the time as always. I know the uh, C2 matchup between Norfolk Catholic and Archbishop Bergen is about to begin, so we'll let you go. Appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right. Talk to you guys next week. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Appreciate his time, as always, talking about some Husker hoops. All right, let's take our final time out. Let's, uh, let's continue the Adrian Martinez discussion on the other side. We have a lot of your texts that I still want to get to, so we'll do all that and talk about a little bit of mock draft action in the NBA up next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.